Welcome to God's Playbook with your host, Father Rico Passero. It's a 20, 10, 5, touchdown! Touchdown! Let's play ball. Friends, welcome back to God's Playbook. We conclude our series on the Stations of the Cross with today's 14th station, Jesus is placed in the tomb. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. In this station, we see that Jesus is placed in the tomb. We know the end of the story is that he's going to rise from the dead. Mary, John, Mary Magdalene, and then those who mourn the passing of Jesus, though, spent significant time in mourning, preparing Jesus' body, as a good Jewish person would do, following all the Jewish burial rituals. They had to trust that indeed Jesus would really rise from the dead. And for some of us who are mourning the loss of a loved one, we might be struggling with that very fact. Some people listening to this podcast may resent the fact that our loved one has died. And friends, having faced significant challenges in deaths in my own family, I can understand and appreciate your sentiments. And yet, as I say to you, I say to everyone, I wouldn't be able to handle death if not for my faith, a faith in which I truly believe that Jesus rose from the dead. And because of his resurrection, I know as I serve the people that I've been blessed to minister to, as I look at my own biological and extended family in the face, I can share with them that they will see their loved one again. It's important for us to understand, friends, that as Jesus is placed in the tomb and we have to bury loved ones, emotions take over. For some people, the placement in the tomb or in the cemetery represents closure and being able to understand death and what that means for us. For others, it seems like a bitter ending, a division between us and our loved ones. And yet we know their souls rest in the hands of God, and they're close to us. Even though we can no longer see them or touch them, we can no longer hear their voice and enjoy their laughter, And yet they are close to us as members of the communion of saints, those here on earth, those in heaven, and those in purgatory awaiting the kingdom. We are all closely connected and very much alive. Why? Because the tomb is empty. Jesus rose from the dead. But friends, we need to pray for one another as we struggle with grief, as we deal with visiting of cemeteries and mausoleums, as we struggle with some of the high points of our year with an empty chair at our table or an empty place on our couches and in our hearts. This station is a very real expression of how we deal with death. And I'm sure that there might be people that each of us know that are struggling with that right now, the loss of a loved one. And each of us are called to visit them, to care for them, to listen to them, but also to bring hope that death is not the end of the story. 
I think of the Eucharistic prayer at Mass and one of the prefaces, it says, life is changed, not ended. It's important that we be beacons of hope for them. Yes, the cemetery visits will continue. The mausoleum visits will continue. For some that have cremated loved ones that keep them on a shelf, they need to be encouraged to place our loved ones in their proper place of burial as we reflect upon their lives and give the proper respect that is due to their bodies, whether they remain in skeletal form or in ashes. Friends, if you have not yet buried your loved ones and continue to hang on to the urn, I can assure you, you will experience peace as you place your loved one into their final place of rest here on earth until the body and soul is both raised on the last day. Use images, use stories, use movies and recordings to keep their memory alive. But allow yourself a place where you can just visit a cemetery or mausoleum, be able to laugh, cry, yell, scream, however you feel. Those are emotions are all attached to the love you have for that person but that it is very important to place our loved ones in the tomb. It helps us to deal with our grief. It helps to bring some closure to our lives. And after that place is consecrated, the beautiful prayers of the church, the the priest says, Lord, send your angel to watch over this grave. The angels continue to care for our loved ones until the day of resurrection. Let's continue to listen to those who are dealing with grief. Let's continue to walk with them. And never forget that the funeral is not the last time we should give prayers for that person. On their birthday, perhaps an anniversary, special occasion, and the anniversary of when they met the Lord. Have Masses said for them. Reach out to the family left behind and help them. Bring them hope. I know having lost my own father, I love when people talk about my dad and tell me about the many impacts that he made in their lives. It brings my dad back to life, so to speak. Certainly it does for me. I know many people struggle to know what to say to somebody when they've lost a loved one. Sometimes you don't have to say very much other than how are you doing or perhaps bringing a special memory up. I know for some people, though, Just even mentioning a loved one who's passed away is a trigger. And so for some of them, perhaps they can't at this time even say their loved one's name. Wherever you find yourselves in grief, friends, just know that God is with you. Just as he mourned over the loss of Lazarus, his friend, he mourns for us too. It isn't God who brought death into the world. Rather, it was us when we turned away from him beginning in the Garden of Eden. But even despite that, God does not abandon us, but he takes us by the hand. So as we place our loved ones in their own tombs, an anticipation of one day when we too will be placed in the tomb, I'd like us to really think about the beautiful moment in which our loved ones met God for the first time. When they looked upon him, And all of his majesty is revealed. Imagine how big their eyes got. 
Imagine the smile. Imagine the hug that they gave the Lord, or more importantly, that the Lord gave them when he welcomed them home for the first time. May that bring us hope too. May we also treasure the times when we visit cemeteries and mausoleums, times of prayer, to talk to our loved ones, and to experience them in our hearts in the silence. Lord, we thank you for the gift of memory. We thank you for the gift of their love. We thank you, most importantly, for the gift of yourself. For anticipation of the resurrection, just as the first disciples waited for you to rise from the dead, we look forward to your second coming, O God, when you will raise up our souls and our bodies, creating a new heaven and a new earth. As St. Paul reminds us, friends, let us comfort one another with this promise. The Lord has conquered sin and death. We are not alone. God is with us. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon them. May our brothers and sisters rest in peace. Amen. And may the souls and the souls of all the faithful departed, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. Amen. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. For God's Playbook, friends, I'm Father Rico. God loves you, and so do I. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting us using any of our affiliate links in the description below via Budsprout, Ko-Fi, or GoFundMe. Thanks, and God bless.